Zionism, World Wars, and End of Britain. In the name of the father and the daughter, hello to you from Iran. Thank you for being with the Persian Magi. Please don't forget to subscribe and push the bell button in order to be informed about our programs. Zionist Problems In our program about Germany, we spoke about the three political models which Jewish intellectuals invented in the 19th century, and they were in fact revamped forms of the ancient tribes of Judea. The third group, which was Zionism, had picked a difficult cause. Their ambition was to migrate back to Israel and not Judea as their homeland after 1,800 years from destruction of the Second Temple. In order to fulfill this ambition, they had two major problems. 1. The country that they had chosen was Palestine, which is even older than Israel, and it was part of the Ottoman Empire at that time. 2. The Orthodox Jewry believe that only when Messiah comes, they are allowed to go back to Judea, and it will be a heresy to return to the sacred land before Messiah emerged. Thus, Zionism could move forward only if it was easygoing about Talmudic instructions. Since they had been exiled from Germany, they took their request to the British Empire because they had a very strong foothold there. The British told them the country they want is not part of the British Empire, but they can give them other even bigger countries in South America or Africa. The Zionists in return insisted that countries like Uganda is not acceptable and they insisted on having Palestine. The problem that the Zionists were facing was like this example. You want to provide shoes for a barefoot man. It looks like a very charitable move in the first glance, but there are two problems. First of all, right now, another person, which is the Ottoman Empire, is wearing those shoes. Shoes are the Palestine. And second, the barefoot man, being the Jewish nation, doesn't want shoes because he believes that God wants him to remain barefoot and this is how his sins will be forgiven. Actually, we will see that Zionism solved this problem with staging two great world wars. The World War I solved the first problem and took the shoe from the Ottoman, but the Jews were reluctant to migrate. Therefore, a second world war became necessary to hurry them to the promised land by burning them alive. So, as you see, we are not denying Holocaust. Zionism and World War I Since Germany during a war with France in the 19th century had extended its territory in the direction of south, its ally, the austro Hungarian Empire imitated them with extending to the south at that time and had recently annexed Bosnia in 1914. 
since Ottomans and Bulgaria too were their allies, there was only the small country of Serbia in the middle separating the Axis powers of North and South. Therefore, one, there was a great inclination in Austro-Hungary in order to occupy Serbia. Two, the Habsburg monarch family of Austro-Hungary already had power struggle between themselves. Three, no one knew that there were groups who were actively waiting for the sparkle of war in order to break down the empires. Four, Serbs and Bosnians always had some hostility and the Russian Empire backed Serbia. So when the Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria was assassinated in Sarajevo, no one could point out who was guilty. You already know the story and I don't need to go into details. After this assassination, Austria declared war on Serbia. Therefore, Russia declared war on Austria. Therefore, Germany declared war on Russia and attacked France. Therefore, Britain declared war on Germany and its allies. Britain, which is our prime suspect, joined last. What happened next goes on so perfectly that you may think that the three Jewish tribes had written this scenario from much earlier and the program goes forward step by step. In the height of the war in November 1917, the Bolshevik revolution in Russia managed to topple the Tsar. Lenin took a train directly from Switzerland to Russia to become the leader of the communist revolution. When communists took control of Russia, they abstained from war and ceded incomprehensible territories including Finland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, parts of Poland and Ukraine to the Axis powers. Here you may think, oh man, this is such an immense victory for Germany. But in fact here, communism, which was the first Jewish sect in this point, has received its share which is the vast territory of Russia and will be converted to the Soviet Union. So it's wrong to think that this was a German victory, but rather it was a victory for the first group of the modern Jews, a.k.a. communists. Germans, happy from their alleged triumph in the Eastern Front, rallied their forces to the Western Front in order to face France and Britain. United States had just entered the war and was deploying forces in France. Therefore, Germans couldn't capture Paris as they had done at the time of Bismarck. But here, suddenly, the second revolution happened. This time, the revolution of social democracy in Germany. Just like communists of Marx had brought down Tsar of Russia, the social democrats of Bernstein toppled Wilhelm II of Germany, who was not as wise as Wilhelm I, who had exiled all three sects of modern Jewish movements from Germany during the 19th century. Again, like the Russia, who had abstained from war according to the plan, the Social Democratic Party of Germany, SPD, asked for immediate ceasefire and retreat. The Allies didn't destroy Germany, but Germany became Weimar Republic, 
This is how the Sadducee changed empires into republics. You remember that Bernstein had made its modern social democracy model based on the ancient Sadducee tribe who were following the Republic of Rome. Social democracy played a sad game with Germany, but it didn't remain limited to the Deutschland. In fact, as a result of World War I, all Europe applied the same model. Therefore, the whole Western and Central Europe became lion's share of social democracy, which was the second modern Jewish model. Just like the Eastern Europe and Russia was the tremendous share of the communism. Let's now have a look at what happened to Ottomans. The Middle East was the share of Britain. UK brought forces from all Commonwealth countries, including India, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and even Jewish troops. And Britain joined them with the Arab forces of Sharif Hussein, King of Mecca, to take over the Arab lands as well as Palestine from Ottomans. When the Ottoman Empire collapsed, Mustafa Kemal Pasha, known as Atatürk, formed the present-day Republic of Turkey. This way, another empire was reduced to a republic. This is how the Zionists managed to solve the first problem. Now, in the aftermath of the World War I, Palestine belonged to Britain and was called the British Mandate. Britain kept its promise and with issuing the Balfour Declaration, endorsed the creation of Jewish homeland in Palestine. But the second problem of Zionism still persisted, which is how to force the Jewish diaspora to come to this new homeland. Unfortunately for the Zionists, the majority of the Jewish nation were against Zionism. The Ashkenazi had been fighting for Germany against the Allies, and many of them died defending their own country, which was Germany. The Hasidi and Sephardi considered Zionism as a heresy. Most of them still do. This hostility of Jews with the Jewish homeland was to the degree that Britain was scared that Jews may convince the United States to enter the war in favor of Germany rather than against it. But by the end of the First World War, all missions seemed to be accomplished for the three Jewish tribes. Zionism and World War II In the World War II, none of the Jews was fighting for Germany anymore. The only allegedly Jewish groups which were pro-Nazi were ultra-right Zionist militants like Irgun and Lehi. The Nazi party of Germany thought the Jews had backstabbed them. Looks like it was clear for all that both communism and social democracy were Jewish inventions. But Zionism and Nazi had a common cause to expel the Jews from Europe and force them to go to the Palestine. Traditional Jews like Agudat Israel, including Hasidic Rebbes, saw Zionists as pagans, not in specific meaning of pagan, but as heathens or atheists. The followers of Gaon of Vilna, the prominent Lithuanian Rebbe, who had already migrated to the Holy Land from 1800, called the new arrivals pagans who don't even know what Judaism is all about. 
1933, an agreement called Ha'avara was signed between the Nazi and Zionist Germans in order to transfer Jews from Germany to the Holy Land before the purge starts. Please note this point. It might seem very strange now, but the country which opposed this agreement was Britain. You remember that after Ottoman Empire collapsed in World War I, Palestine was named the British Mandate. Now, both Arabs and Zionists in Palestine were against British rule, and the situation pushed Zionists even closer to the Nazi. They were both far-right parties, after all. I personally think that since the Weimar Republic, which was the name of Germany after World War I, was already in the hand of the Jews, they must have had the possibility to bring a party or a person to power that served their goal the most. Therefore, it was not a Nazi that made Zionism, but rather it was Zionism which installed and brought up the Nazi party of Germany. Zionists exactly needed someone like Hitler who was unable to see the roots and causes. This appointed guy will not or should not understand that the Semites have originally been pagans. Therefore, this guy blindly will become anti-Semitic. Then he will kill and kick out all the monotheistic Jews who were the contemporary Semites from Europe. This is what the Zionists already knew, but as the father of the Nazi, they never passed this information to Hitler. Hitler failed to see the 3,000-year-old struggle between the pagan Semites in one hand and the monotheistic Jews who had recently invented communism and social democracy in the other. Therefore, since Hitler was blind to see this long-standing ideological struggle, he placed his doctrine on such a stupid cause as racism. Zionists wanted him to look stupid, a madman who burns the world with his racist, anti-Semitic idea and pushes even the most anti-Zionist Jews to run to Israel and in the meantime pushes the whole Western world to stick more tightly to uh, liberal democracy. If you look properly, Hitler is the solution for all the Zionist problems. 2,000 years ago, the Jews, who originally were pagans, were forced to become monotheistic. And now, as a second step, these monotheistic Jews were forced to become Zionists. All true empires before Hitler had conquered Jerusalem. The first of them was Cyrus the Great of Persia, then Julius Caesar of Rome, then Sassanid Empire, and even Napoleon Bonaparte, and finally the British Empire. Hitler and the Axis powers attacked almost every point on the globe during World War II, but Palestine 
remained intact because for them this land had already been captured by them. A dog never bites his own master after all. The transfer of the Jews under Habara agreement was too slow. From 1933 until 1939, only 60,000 Jews were transferred, and this was extremely disappointing. Apparently, much bigger motivational measures were required. On the contrary, in 1939, Neville Chamberlain, the conservative prime minister of Britain, issued the White Paper Law, according to which British mandate in Palestine put limits on Jewish immigration to the Holy Land. Both of these accelerated the need for an immediate world war to start from the same year. I think Nazi Germany was a colony of Zionism. Just like our leader Khamenei is their contemporary colony. The colonies of Zionism are special in that their master, which means Zionism, forces them to shot against Israel and call death to Zionism. This way, no one will find out the secret colonization relationship. This was the policy of David Ben-Gurion at that time, and it is how Benjamin Netanyahu gains decisive votes now with creating Iranophobia, while Khamenei is indeed appointed by them. It was Zionism who toppled Shah, who was such a good friend of Israel. They don't need friends, they need secret colonies. This kind of relationship is what basically made Israel a country, and this is the method they are actively applying. World War III for Britain After Britain issued the white paper, Ben-Gurion, who was the leader of Jewish agency, said, we shall fight the war against Hitler as if there were no white pepper. And we shall fight the white pepper as if there were no war. Of course, they will pretend to be fighting with Hitler. We as Iranians are used to this kind of double-sided statements which one part is true and the other part is false. The part saying they are fighting against Hitler is false because Hitler was their own child and their own colony. But the part Ben-Gurion says, we shall fight the white paper, gives us an insight about the future plan of Zionism. Zionism is the Purim nation. Pur in Farsi means son, and Purim means to kill all sons of the enemy. If Zionism is against Britain, I'm warning the great British Empire. They will tear the British Empire into pieces. The Zionist is not used to leave anything unfinished. During the World War II, 60 million people were killed only for them to force the Jews out of Europe into Israel. They have the capacity the intention and the experience to run and manage great world wars by the hand of others for the sake of their own cause. And I'm saying the cause that they have now, and it can be the goal of the World War III to bring down the British Empire. Are the leaders of Britain stupid? 
Do they even have a true leader? They already know that the essence of communism, social democracy, and Zionism is to bring down all empires. And this is what they did in the two world wars. How do British think that they are safe? Napoleon Bonaparte brought Jews out of the ghettos. Tsar told him not to do so, and Bonaparte regretted later when he was captive in St. Helene. Cyrus the Great released them from Babylonian captivity, and they committed the coup of Darius. They killed sons of Cyrus and confiscated the Persian Empire. Empires never thought that these guys had this power. Even the Shah of Iran helped Zionists in the Six-Day War against Arabs, but they toppled him. Ask MI6 about the truth if you have forgotten. So this is the major warning to all Commonwealth countries of the Great Britain, which is the last empire of the world. You have once captured Jerusalem. Zionism will tear you apart, no matter how many world wars are needed for that. Enjoy your good relationship with Israel for now, but the history is teaching us that UK will become Republic of England, a neighbor of Republic of Scotland soon, and all its subjects will be divided between the others because Israel wants all Arabian and Persian lands. This happened to Germany, which was the homeland of the three Jewish tribes. Why uh, Britain thinks that its situation will be any better? The Sadducee owns the world right now, and it wants all of you to become little republics. Thank you for watching, and please don't forget to subscribe and push the bell button.